in modern. Um, and it gave us a different perspective that some of us have probably not ever thought about. Um, I come up here not as a Proverbs 31 woman, but as a woman who seeks to be a Proverbs 31 woman. And I think it's a lifelong journey, and it is good that we are all here together seeking to be um, encouraged and and exhorted in that. So let's go ahead and, and pray. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we come before you this morning, Lord, as your daughters. And Father, we are so grateful that we are able to come together in a land that is free, where there is no um, persecution for us to assemble in your home, in your house, and to read your words, Lord. May we be grateful and thankful for that opportunity that we each can have a Bible in our hands to read the words that you um, inspired through your Holy Spirit to men to write down for for our, our reproof, our correction, our learning. Lord, may we take those words and may we implant them into our hearts and may they transform us, Lord, into the image of your Son and our Savior, we pray. Father, I ask right now, Lord, that I would be emptied of myself, Lord Father, and that you would just fill me with your Holy Spirit, Lord, that I would just be a vessel here to serve you, Lord. I pray that you would use... Um, your Holy Spirit through me to touch each one of these women's lives, Lord. I pray that each woman would go um, home with some kind of nugget, with some thought, some word, some scripture, some exhortation, Lord, to just be changed more and more into your likeness. Um, Father, I just ask, Lord, that you would give each woman here, Lord, just the ears to hear the words that you would speak, Lord, the heart that is open to receive, Lord, and the mind to be obedient. Father, we just love you and we thank you for this time. We lift it up to you and we ask that you would bless it in your most precious name. Amen. So remember I said I wasn't that Proverbs 31 woman? (laughs) My life has been crazy and I'm just going to give you a little bit of a background on it. Um, I I went back and listened to the two weeks that I missed when I wasn't here and pretty much everybody already taught everything I was going to say, so I just thought I'd get up here and talk about myself. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um... But we all are being refined day by day, and we're being refined by our trials. We're being refined by circumstances that we have no control over. We're being refined by uh, the world around us. And more and more, we just need to cling to the word of God in order to survive, to get through each day. Um, I put this up here because I'm going to kind of start with a story, and I'm really not going to try to cry. But this scripture, um, it's Galatians 5.13, and it says, Through love, serve one another. Um, as we're concluding this study on the, on the victorious woman, we're really looking at her character. And um, to be honest with you, when Rhonda called and asked if I was willing to, to come and teach today, I was thrilled. I was beyond excited um, because we had, in our Bible study at Calvary Chapel Lake Arrowhead, um, we were going face-to-face with the women of the Bible, and I was supposed to teach on the Proverbs 31 woman. Um, and my life got changed, and I didn't have the opportunity to because um, my mother-in-love, who has been with me for 11 years, um, was placed on hospice two weeks before the women's retreat. 
So the fiery darts and and arrows were hitting me right before the women's retreat. And I knew it was because God was going to do amazing things at that retreat. And he did. And I'm used to that. I'm used to those fiery darts coming right before an amazing blessing. But because she was on hospice, um, you know, I felt it very important to spend more time with her. I knew my days were limited. I just didn't realize how limited. And the um, the week that I was supposed to teach on this woman, the virtuous woman, um, was the week that my mom went home to be with the Lord. And I can rejoice in that because it was a beautiful, I pray that I, I end so well. It was glorious, um, but it was hard, and I'm not going to, to cover that. And so this was at the bottom of my stairway. She lived upstairs in the second floor. And the, on the first floor is our, is our um, and when I was having a hard day, um, I would come down and I would see this. This was my reminder to myself. It was a blessing to serve. It was an honor to serve her in love because not only when I married my husband did I marry an amazing man, but I married his family. And I mar- married... Um, into a family that wasn't serving the Lord. His mom and dad did not know the Lord. But yet, through the 11 years that she lived with us, she did come to know the Lord and to read through her Bible three times. And and just, um, it was an amazing thing to be a part of, and I'm so blessed. Um, but there were times that were very hard, and the Lord brought sisters alongside to encourage and exhort me and to be there. Because like some of you who are young mothers who might be weary of taking care of your young children, you know, those first, like, three or four years are so hard because this person is relying on you for life. You know, they can't take care of themselves. You're feeding, you're nurturing, you're caring. You are doing everything 24 hours a day. And it's kind of that way in hospice at the very end of life as well. And I could not have done it but God. But God was there with me. But God gave me the strength. God gave me the peace to serve in love. And it was joy. It really was joyful. And I'm so blessed that I was chosen. That Tuesday morning that I was supposed to teach uh, is a Tuesday that I will never forget. Because that was the morning that when I went in to wake wake, when she woke up and I walked in there, she grabbed my hand and she looked me completely in the eyes. Just a stare and asked if she could die. She looked at me and said, can I die? I just want to die. Is it okay if I die? And with a love that it was way beyond me, I looked at her and said, yes. Yes, Mom, it's okay. You can die now. We love you. We know where you're going. We get to be with you again. Yes, it's okay, Mom. And truly... I was as joyful as I am saying it to you as I, and I'm looking her completely in her eyes. Our, we did not, our gaze did not break. And all I could do was hold her and love her. And later on that day, on Tuesday, my husband came in at about 1.30 that afternoon and read scripture, read his favorite scripture about God going to, or Jesus going to a place to prepare for us. And if it were not so, he would tell us and, and she was, oh, I love that. Read that again. And she, so he did. And we prayed. And then she grabbed my hand and she grabbed his hand. 
And with childlike faith, I can only, I, that's the only way I can say it because there was a zeal in her voice that I had never, ever heard before. She put her hands, our hands in her hands, and put them up to her chest tightly. And she looked up at him and she said, goodbye, goodbye. She looked at me, goodbye. And then she put her head forward and she goes, I love you both. And she drifted off to sleep. She didn't die then, but she drifted off to sleep. Later that night, about 8 o'clock that evening, she woke up. And Karen knows my mom. She's a little feisty, kind of, you know. And she looked up, and I, knowing her, I looked at her face, and I was like, oh, I am so sorry. She was so disappointed, and I would almost venture to say angry, that she did not wake up in heaven. She was like, you know what? The scripture says when I close my eyes, I wake up in heaven. This I've seen before. That was her eyes. And I just went over and I, I put my hand on her and I was like, I'm sorry. I, I, I did. I said, I'm sorry, mom. You're still here. I'm going to kind of make, I'm going to try my best to make you comfortable. And, um, you know, but she was really like, I said my goodbyes, God. What's going on? Like, and that was just her, but it was so perfect because that was her. That was her personality. And then she went back to sleep, and um, she didn't wake up the next morning. She woke up in eternity. And so that was, that. I want to finish that well. I do. It was amazing. So anyway, back to the virtuous woman. Um, on that day when I was there with her and thinking about Bible study going on and praying, I just thought, Lord, I'm living this. I am the Proverbs 31 woman. And I don't say that out of conceit. I say that that's because you all are Proverbs 31 women. We all are. God has given us a template to, to look at and to follow. But each one of you are a daughter of the king. And he has called you, each and every one of you, to be virtuous women. And he's given us that template. Um, Matthew Henry, who is an old English biblical commentator, likened the portrait of the virtuous woman to a mirror in which all women examine themselves, though few find their likeness. But the woman who truly is looking in the mirror will catch a glimpse of beauty and the serenity of the virtuous woman. She's a source of inspiration, and she has been for over, you know, 2,000 years. Her ideals are faithfully applicable today as they were the day that that was written. And so um, I just want to encourage you guys. You, you know, we've been going through this, and we can you can really beat yourself up. Trust me, I, I have like 100 pages here. I was studying. I'm like, I can't teach. There's no way. I am not even close but God. You know what? Each one of us women have the Holy Spirit, and each one of us get up each day longing to do better than the day before, longing to glorify him more than we did the day before. Um, That day, I can can clearly remember, um, I am a Proverbs 31 woman right here, right now. And um, I'm sorry, I don't usually stick to my notes as much, but unfortunately, this last week has been crazy, and I know you guys can all relate to that. Um, In the last week, my brother was in the hospital my sister had to go to the oncologist because they thought she had cancer. They still haven't ruled that out. They're going to see her again in two months. 
and um, I had a destination wedding to go to. So life is busy. Can anybody here relate? Right? Yes. yes. Raise your hands. <laughs> Participate. <laughs> and yet, do you guys not feel the presence of the Lord with you through it all? Amen. Right. And that's what we're, why we're here. We're here to hide his word in our heart and to be encouraged and exhorted. We are here as a body. That's what the Lord, the Lord calls us to do is to, is to come alongside our sisters. And that's why I can be open and I can be frank and I can show you my warts and my cuts and my bruises because it's okay. And it's okay not to be okay. As some women actually beautifully sing that song. Um, but, um, you know, through, through love, serve one another. And that's what I was doing during, during that time. And it wasn't me, but it was him living in me and through me. Um, this is why scripture is so important to hide in our heart. It allows me and it allows you the strength and the virtues that we need to live in this world and to make tough, make it through tough times, especially those tough times we never thought we would make it through. So you may be facing a troubled marriage, a prodigal child, financial uncertainty, a moving, depression, a husband that's not walking with the Lord or maybe not being the spiritual leader at home. But it's okay, because it's not me, it's not you, it's God. God can, and he will. The woman described in Proverbs 31 is so perfect and exemplary and so virtuous, virtuous, and she's so diligent to perform all of her duties that women today have a hard time and who have a heart to please God may find it hard or even discouraging to try to read her and follow her example. They might think, how could I ever measure up to such a godly woman? But the book of Proverbs, the whole entire book of Proverbs, was written to provide wisdom and instruction on ways to live our lives better. It's impossible to be a perfect woman. There was only one perfect person, and that was Jesus Christ. But we can glean some solid wisdom from the women written about in Proverbs 31. Let your heart not be troubled in 1 Peter 2.21 says, Believers are told to follow Christ's example and follow his steps. Who could ever measure up to the quality of life and virtue displayed by the sinless Son of God? We all fall short. We have not attained to his level of perfection, yet we follow after and we press toward the mark. God has given us a pattern, even if we come up short, but yet God's standards are before our eyes. And we never want to lower God's standards. There um, are other, you know, examples of people we read about in the Bible, like David, the man after God's own heart. And we all know he fell short. And there's Paul, who persecuted Christians before he wrote some of the most amazing um, Holy you know, Spirit-inspired words for us to follow. So we know that Bible characters had our flaws, so why do we why do we think that we wouldn't? They're here for our, our exhortation. They're here for us to learn from. You know, we see that it's okay. We can fall short, but and we always will fall will fall short until that day. But just as the poem in Proverbs thirty one states, we want we want to strive towards that. 
So I'm going to, if you want to read with me, Proverbs 31, starting in verse 10. An excellent wife who can find. She is far precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks, she seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings food from afar. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. She considers a field and bides it. She, with the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the distaff and her hands to the spindle. She opens her hands to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for her household are clothed in scarlet. She makes a bed covering for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known at the gates. When he sits among the elders of the land, she makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchants. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat from the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also. He praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. Um, When reading, I found a kind of a funny saying. It said, you know, men work from sun up to sun down, but a woman's work is never done. (laughs) We have to work when it's dark until it's dark. (laughs) Um. As women, most of us have had the feeling of discernment. And when we encounter with other people, when we meet people, we kind of just get a gut feeling. Um, and as we read Proverbs 31, we, we need to remember that this is a written, this poem was written for, from a mother to her son. And for you who are mothers of sons, don't you always want what's best for your child? And so she was writing this ideal. This would be the perfect woman. Don't settle for anything less. And we don't want our children to settle for anything less. So we ourselves shouldn't settle for anything less. We need to be striving to be the things that God has called us to be. And we know that we can only do that through his power and his might. Um, so she was. She was just laying it out on the table. In Romans 15.4 it says, For whatever things were written before were written for our learning that, that we, through patience and the comfort of scriptures, may have hope. In light of that, we should look at Proverbs 31 as a template. God inspires us to be faithful stewards of the gifts and talents he has given us, and each one of us are unique with our own gifts and talents. These are most usually needed in the home environment where our gifts can be put to their greatest use. And I just want to add that the church is our home too. So when we're not using our skills and our abilities and our talents, inside of the church where we're all members, the church suffers because we're all called to that body. And so the talents that you have are uniquely yours. Um, don't, don't hog them. Don't hide them. Use them. Okay. 
So, <clears throat> um, we should read the, the model here, and we should use it as a standard to pr- pursue. And we know that in 2 Timothy, it says that all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, and training in righteousness, that we, women of God, may be competent and equipped for every good work. In and of ourselves, we will surely fail in our quest for godly living. We will come to know the end of ourselves. It's only when we come to the end of ourselves and recognize our own bankruptcy. It is that with Paul, with Paul that we can cry out, I know that in me, that is, in my flesh, dwells no good thing. For to will is present with me, but to how to perform that which I is good, I cannot find. God, by his grace and by the power of his spirit, can enable us to live the lives that are pleasing to the one who died and rose again for us. May we reckon ourselves to be dead indeed to our sin, that the life that the Lord has manifested through us, we cannot, but God can. God, who gave his son on our behalf and indwells in us, has given us the power of his spirit, which can enable us. The Proverbs 31 woman is a was wise. The whole book of Proverbs is about how fearing the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And this right relationship with God trickles down, affecting every facet of our lives. In James 1.5, it states, if anyone of you lacks wisdom, let her ask God, who will give generously to all without reproach, and it will be given. Ladies, we do obtain wisdom. And how do we do this? By time with him. In reading his word, by spending time in prayer so that we can express all of our thoughts to him and then allowing him. You need to take time and listen to what he's saying to you. And you're only going to be able to get to know what he's saying to you by, again, reading his word and allowing that to penetrate your heart. And then we also gain wisdom and fellowship with others, like we're doing today. In Proverbs 27, 17, it says, iron sharpens iron, and one woman sharpens another. And when we get into group time today and we're sharing what the Lord has shown us through the, through the week and as we've had our own private study time, that's what this is talking about. It's about being honest with one another, being transparent, being real, you know what, and allowing people to love us and allowing people to love us with the Holy Spirit that refines refines us. And that's not only a benefit for us, but it's a benefit for the body as a a whole. The Proverbs 31 woman feared the Lord. The poem depicts, I cannot say that word right now, depicts, thank you, the fear of God as it is impressed in the everyday activities of life. She was diligent, trustworthy, fearless, kind, sacrificial. She lived wisely. I'm not going to go too much into that because a lot of our Bible study goes through that, and I have like 40 other qualities written down on the paper. I think it was like question three or something. Um, But when we fail to measure up to that kind of person that God wants us to be, we can still rejoice that we have an advocate with the Father, a helper, Christ Jesus is the righteous one, 1 John 2 tells us, and he pleads on our behalf, and his work on Calvary's cross has already satisfied all of God's just demands. We can just confess our sins and enjoy God's wonderful forgiveness and fellowship. The motivating factor about this virtuous woman is that she did everything in love. 
It was the love of her family. She did so many things that it's hard to really separate what she did from who she was. And isn't that the case in our lives? Often it's all we know about people, or it's often what people only know about us. Oh, that person, oh, she's the pastor's wife, or oh, that person, she does this. But what we do is a result of who we are. So I ask you to pray and ask God to give you a willing heart and a willing attitude. And then work unto the Lord. Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart, working unto the Lord and not unto man. I had that for years on a little plaque above my kitchen window. Because you know what? Doing dishes three times a day gets pretty mundane. And you kind of like, again. But you know what? When you look at it, if Jesus was standing right there with me and he was watching me do the dishes, would I do them a little bit better? Would I have a better attitude? You Ladies, Jesus is with us always. And you know what? I That is probably one of my life verses because if I can apply that to anything, when I'm doing the laundry and folding the laundry, and I have two girls, so, you know, they go through five outfits a day. Um, okay, not all the time. Um, but folding those clothes over and over and over. You know what? I can pray for them while I'm folding their clothes. Amen. And I can put them away and say, Lord, when, they read this, when, when they're wearing this outfit, I pray they feel your spirit. Lord, when she's not going to wear these shorts because I'm going to throw them away because they're too short. <laughs> you know? But, but it's times like that. I'm joking, and it, it's true. But those are little special times. You know what? Nothing you do as women called to serve him and serving your husbands, your children, your friends, your neighbors, your community, nothing is too small. Nothing. Not changing the diaper. Not even picking up the dog poop. You know what? Those are all little things. I mean, you might joke and you might laugh, but you know what? God has given you that dog. Why has he given you that dog? For your pleasure. They were, they were give, animals were given to us for our own good pleasure, right? And unconditional love. Oh, that unconditional love kind of reminds me that the Lord loves me no matter what. When I make mistakes, when I, okay, I don't poop on the carpet, but when I do, <laughs> Do things I'm not supposed to do. He still loves me. And that is just a reminder. If you can look for the little blessings, if you can realize that there is nothing going on in your life that has not first filtered through the hands of God, if he's called you, he's chosen you. You're not here by mistake. You are here for a purpose. You are a Proverbs 31 woman. And God is going to use you if you allow him to. So I I say, you know what, Lord? Use me. Use us. Amen? Amen. We all want to be virtuous women. Amen? Amen. (laughs) I read this, and I love this definition. Virtue is nothing 
more than voluntary obedience to the truth. Virtue is nothing but voluntary obedience to the truth. Pretty amazing. We all have a choice. I just pray that we all choose to be obedient. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we come before you. And Lord, I do pray, Lord, that each one of us women, Lord, when we are just in in the ordinary, in the everyday, when we're at home, killing ants on the floor, Lord, when we are exhausted, Father God, that we would look to you and we would just thank you because it's all of love. It's all because of love. Lord, may we serve in the same kind of love that you showed on Calvary's cross because it wasn't the nails that held you there. It was your love for each one of us. May we have that love for the people in our lives. Lord, holding us to your word, clinging to every truth you've promised. And Lord, give us just the mind and the hearts to be obedient and follow. We love you because you first loved us. And we thank you because you gave Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.